feelings again, I can feel it again So I lay in my bed in my cell with a pen And I dwell on my sins, I keep wondering when time to open the door They don't know who I am, but I pick up the keys And I put on my Tims and I stare at the locks And the tan on my skin and I think to myself I don't wanna fit in I'm high off the music, my head's in the clouds I kinda like it up here, I'm not coming down I'd rather be alone, I am not good in crowds Which is kinda confusing, I know been that way since a child they laugh and they tell me I'll never get out, get out, get out, get out. I'm just trying to be me, I am nobody else. I don't care what you think, I'm just being myself. So I guess for now, yeah, I'll just be the Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I know everyone's getting ready to roll into a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend, as are we. Uh, but instead of focusing on the happy, happy, joy, joy stuff we should be focusing on, uh, we're going to talk about some of the outcasts this weekend, specifically Justice League. But we're also going to talk about the TV show Inhumans, because it's not doing too great. And we're going to talk about a whole lot more up next on the Bifrost Bridge podcast. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Yeah, I agree. Well, we are past the November opening dates for uh, Justice League and for Thor. And uh, maybe down the road, I'll do a uh, versus, which is a review of each movie and how they compare to each other. We already did a review of Thor, so it's only fair to do a review of Justice League. Uh, But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about Justice League, but we're really talking about those ventures that have failed, which is the way that many view Justice League. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, there won't be spoilers. Uh, We're talking a little bit about the villain. Uh, I won't talk about the storyline as much um, other than to say uh, this. This is a spoiler. The battle uh, between Steppenwolf and the Amazons, even though he won, they were freaking awesome. Uh, They held their own. Uh, they, They were like poetry in motion. And I'm not talking about because they're female. I'm talking about like a well armed unit. It it was just poetry to watch them work and fight in sync, even though they lost the battle. And they didn't really lose the battle. Um, And I can't go into much more because I don't want to spoil it too much for you. They didn't really lose the battle. They took casualties. You know, his army took casualties too. But man, they were just... There needs to be an Amazon movie. um, And I would love to see that whole battle uh, from... Like, I just drawn out. It was just awesome. In any case, uh, Justice League has come up as an outcast. Uh, as far as DC movies go, people are saying that it failed in comparison to Wonder Woman. Uh, money-wise, it failed in comparison to um, Suicide Squad. It failed in comparison to Batman v Superman. Yet, worldwide opening weekend, it made almost $300 million. So, I don't think it failed. Uh, I I don't think it got a a good amount of love uh, from the Marvel critics. Uh, Comic book folks loved it or liked it. Very few of them said, I hate it. 
the only ones that hated it. And we're going to talk about why it, they, they say they hated it um, here in a second. But those that, <coughs> excuse me, said they hated it uh, had, had, you know, minor reasons. They liked the story. They, they loved a lot of the stuff about it. And, and I read over and over, if I didn't read it, you know, once, I read it a hundred times, people saying how awesome it was to see all of their comic book heroes whom they loved come together and fight. And just like the very first time I saw the Avengers, I shed a tear. I, I was like, not because the movie was that awesome or a tearjerker, but just because seeing the beauty of all of these comic book heroes that you love come together in such a powerful way uh, was just so stinking awesome. So on that note, I just want to talk about uh, three of the main things that the critics of Justice League, the critics of Justice League came up with and why they hated it. The first was the CGI over Superman. Uh, and the CGI of Steppenwolf. You know what? I, I, no one has the millions that Disney has uh, to pay to get you know the CGI the best. To me, the CGI looked as good as it could look. I mean, they could have made Steppenwolf look different, but he was a seven-foot-tall guy uh, with muscles and horns and all that stuff. Uh, it looked like the CGI that I would expect from any movie. Uh, I didn't see any difference in that than the CGI of the Hulk or the CGI of some of the fight scenes in some of the other superhero movies other than, yeah, those I noticed it was CGI as well. And I noticed this was CGI too, but what are you going to do? It's CGI. I mean, that, that you know it's there. It's there. Uh, so it wasn't like poor CGI, like, uh, you know, 8-pixel you know, Pac-Man CGI or anything. If it was, I would have been more critical of it. Uh, the CGI over Superman's face, I actually uh, forgot about that whole incident, about his mustache, and they had to put CGI over it because he couldn't take it off. And the actual scene that they used it in, to tell you the truth, in my opinion, they could have done without. I didn't see a benefit of that scene. I won't spoil it for you, but it added nothing to it. But I did not even remember. Only thing I thought is he looks super clean shaven and way too cute is a thought that went through my head and it disappeared. And then I never thought about it again, did not ruin it for the movie. Folks who are looking for it, yeah, you're going to look for a flaw. I'm waiting for this flaw. I know the flaws in the movie. I'm going to look for the flaw. There that flies. Of course, you're going to be disappointed by the flaw. I forgot about it, um, you know, because people were reporting on so many things. Oh, look at this, look at that, look at that. And I stopped looking at all the things people were reporting on, and I knew that was there. Totally forgot about it till after I saw the movie and heard people uh, saying, you know, things about it. So uh, I don't think that was an issue. The next biggest issue they had was that Stephen Wolf was weak. He wasn't weak. Uh, he made not quick work, but of the Amazons. He went toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of the Justice League. And um, it took all of them to beat him. Now, there's a little, few, little bit of a spoilers in here, uh, but the, in the fact that he lost. Uh, it took all of them to beat him. Superman pounced him. I mean, pounced him. I mean, pounced him. But it took all of them to beat him. Without Cyborg, they would not have beat him. Okay, without Batman putting the team together and orchestrating some of the things that needed to happen, they would not have beat him. Without Wonder Woman being Wonder Woman, they would not have beat him. And without Flash, uh, I mean, it go on and on. There's, there's, there's 
things that everyone brought to the table. And even though Superman pounced him, spoiler alert, Superman comes back. Um, it wasn't Superman that beat him. It was the Justice League that beat him. Uh, and, the, and so that I, I, I can't see that he was weak. It was the same with, you know, if you look at any of the Avengers uh, previous movies, if you look at Thor, if you look at... And, and here's another thing. People keep asking me, how does it compare to Thor? You can't compare it to Thor. Thor is a movie about a single hero who gets help from other people. Justice League is a movie about a team where individuals come together. The only comparable thing to compare it to would be Avengers. And as far as Avengers, I would say it's stacked up. It's stacked up and compared to Avengers. That would be like comparing, you know, how does the Lego movie, you know, the Batman Lego movie compare to Groundhog Day? Because they're both comedies, right? No, but they're two entirely different types of comedy dealing with two entirely different things. And these are both superhero movies, but they're two entirely different types. One is focused on a lone individual, his journey, which involved other heroes and support people. The other one is supporting on individual superheroes coming together as a team. So I, I can't compare it to Thor. Uh, I will say this in the same way that Thor Ragnarok was the best, in my opinion, of the Thor movies. This was one of the best. It, it was better than Suicide Squad. It was better than Batman v Superman. Uh, I, I don't know. I go back and forth between was it better than Wonder Woman. Uh, it had more action and it moved a lot quicker than Wonder Woman. There were places where Wonder Woman, there was like 27, 30 minutes of, you know, just stuff going on. Great story. But I like action supported by story and story supported by action. Uh, and that's what this was for me. So uh, someone asked me what I would give it. I said I'd give it, you know, uh, like an 8.9. Uh, I think it it was way better than Batman v Superman. I think Wonder Woman, you know, I, I keep going point counterpoint upon which was better. So that was number two about the weakness of the villain. The third thing that people complained about was the backstory of the villain. We didn't understand why Steppenwolf was conquering Earth. Now, again, spoiler alert. In the movie, they give a whole backstory on why Steppenwolf was conquering Earth why he came to Earth, who he was, where he came from, and what was guiding him. He even shared some of what was guiding him in his dialogue. And I, I, I can't see any of that. I mean, unless you're one of the, the, the movie maker people who wants to see more in the story, but as far as I'm concerned... They gave a specific reason why he was there. They showed his backstory, which played huge into why he was there. Uh, they showed what he was there to do, how he was going to do it, what inspired him to do it. Why? I mean, I don't know what else people want other than for him to. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what people want. But there was sufficient uh, backstory there for me. I thought the backstory was was really awesome in the backstory i mean just watch the backstory that in itself is cool you know i would see more of that played out i'd watch that in a half hour episode all day long uh, so so those are those are three things critics are giving about again i give it like an 8.9 i don't give it a full nine i think there are places it could have been better uh, i think it was better than batman v superman by a long shot uh it, it goes back and forth with me between being better or not better than wonder woman um I think Wonder Woman has that 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 
uh, benefit of being her sole focus for the first time and you're looking for her story and you get all that. So that adds to it. Uh, this, you don't get the full backstory of every superhero and what drives them. You get snippets of it. Um, not only that, I think a lot that was cut uh, and left out um, may have helped make a difference and get lean more to the story of what brought them together. Excuse me, and I know this isn't a review, but I'll just say that I think the storyline was great as well. Um, I'm going to stop there because I don't want to keep spoiling it for you guys. This isn't a full-on review. Uh, maybe I'll do that down the road, as I said. Uh, but this this, this was one of the, uh, you know, Justice League was getting nothing but hatred. And, uh, I mean, some people were trying to give it love. I've seen people going eight, nine, ten times. Uh, one person uh, paid to take, like, 14 of his friends to go see it because he loved so much. I'm sure there are more people that did that. Uh, here's the thing I tip I will give you. I went by myself. I was on vacation at the time with family. So it was a little, you know, weird for me. It was a cool theater with recliners, uh, waiters and waitresses who brought food to you, that kind of thing. Uh, but the fact that, I don't know, it was, it was, you know, it opened Thursday. It was Friday opening day, in essence, that I went to see it. But I didn't go with any, there weren't any superhero fans. So at places where I was laughing out loud and kicking up my feet... Other people were silent. And then every now and then there'd be a chuckle from other people in the theater. So I, I encourage you, go see it. A superhero movie with superhero, super friends. Ooh, booyah. Uh, with superhero friends or super friends. Uh, people who are interested and going to make it a, a joyous time for you. But that wasn't the only outcast. I want to talk about some of the other things that... Uh, Aren't looking too cool, and that is the Inhumans. I actually had to stop watching because it just it was boring me. And I love superhero movies. I love superhero TV shows. I try to watch them all to be supportive, but I was getting bored by the Inhumans. I'm I'm t I'm 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 gonna go back. I think I only got to the fifth episode. I'm gonna go back and and, and keep trying, but I was just getting bored. It wasn't intriguing. It wasn't interesting me and and black bolt is the star of the inhumans make no mistake about it black bolt is the star black bolt was not the star his gift his talents his leadership capability um of the tv show and you know they i've seen things saying where they're trying to go and they're all trying to do different things but uh you know it's 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 kind of like it, it got no love from the beginning for various reasons and uh, that hasn't changed. Uh, once it came out, you know, I'm I'm always willing to give a movie or TV show the benefit of the doubt. Corey will tell you this. I think we mentioned this on a previous podcast. When the last Fantastic Four reboot came out, um, he read a lot of the, you know, comments and um, <clears throat> how folks were shooting it down. And he's like, I am not paying to go see that. I'm like, dude, it's a superhero movie. You got to show some love. I will pay to go take you to see it. You're going to love it. How bad could it be? We were so disappointed that when we left, seriously, kid you not, not a joke, as we were walking out, I apologized to him profusely and then paid for like lunch for him or dinner or wherever we went to go eat. I was like, let me at least buy you a meal to make it up to you that I made you come see this even though it cost you nothing but your time. So I will go out of my way to support uh 
you know, comic book ventures so that there are more of them because I freaking love them and I want to see more of them on TV. I want to see more of them in the movies. But I, I'm, 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 you know, I feel like Inhumans may have earned its outcast ranking. And I know uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., people are getting kind of tired of that as well. I think uh, at one point they were going to stop it, but someone higher up in ABC or I don't know if it was Marvel or Disney somewhere said, nope, not going to happen. Uh, so that's still going. So those are the outcast things. Now, for those of you who, like me, are still waiting, I'm still waiting for um, Black Lightning to come to the CW. I have started watching The Runaways on Hulu. I'm only two episodes in. It's looking good. If you haven't, uh, you can get the entire, what they call the trades or graphic novel with the entire Runaway stories on it. Uh, and and it, it's a great storyline. It's great, uh, great art, uh, uh, good stuff with a twist at the end. But the problem is there's no, there is actually, I was going to say there's nowhere they can go, but I can't say that. But there is a definite ending to that story. It ended and it was over. So I'm wondering, is this going to be a limited run? I'm wondering, is it going to be something that maybe they keep adding twists to? Because I've noticed they have added some things and changed some things. Some for television and some I'm thinking they added and changed just so they can have a more of a story to tell uh, about more of the people, which is great. Because uh, if they go in that route and spend time exploring those avenues about more the the families that are involved in the in the series and in the, from the comic book Runaways, uh, then they can carry it out for a few seasons. Uh, but it just again depends on how the fans receive it. So if you haven't watched it, go check it out. And uh, another thing that not necessarily an outcast, but people are uh, not saying anything bad, but it's it's up in the air. Things are are are. are Looking good, but not looking great for the Punisher, uh, because you know a lot of a lot of concern going in originally because you know he's a guy with a perceived mental health issue, with access to lots of guns, which we see over and over in our culture, and he's going down and he's killing. Um, I'm I'm not going to go down that road right now. Uh, maybe it's a discussion we'll have in one of our locker room talks, but. Uh, I will say this, that it looks good. Um, what I see, though, is they keep uh, multi-layering his story. Kind of like a pyramid scheme. Uh, you, you you think you're involved in this one thing, and there's someone above you more, and there's someone above you more, and there's someone above them more, and you're just layered down. Uh, and I feel like that's what they're doing with his story. At first, you thought it was just this one, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you thought it was just a, a, a mob thing, and now it turns out it was a CIA thing. And then we're going to find out, you know, it's even deeper and deeper. And I wish they would just make that transition from, okay, he took care of his family, now he's just going to take care of everybody or anyone like you know, those who killed his family. Not that he took care of his family. He took care of those who killed his family. Now he's going to focus on taking care of anyone else who does those type of things. And if they went that, they'd have lots of room, but they're kind of trying to stick to this storyline of his backstory. And maybe they'll finish that this season. I'm only, uh, I think three or four, maybe five episodes in. Maybe they'll finish that this season and then make that transition to now he's just going to take out everybody. I don't know where they're going to go with it. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, those are the presumed outcasts. Justice League, although even people say it wasn't good. Uh, again, 300 million worldwide opening weekend. Didn't get a lot of love in the U.S. 
in other countries, it got lots of love, and it was the number one movie in a lot of other countries. But it is an American-made movie, so that kind of adds a lot to it. Uh, but go check it out. Uh, Inhumans, uh, I'm going to brand that Outcast. I may go back to it at some point. I'll, I'll put it in that queue of shows. I have like a bunch of shows where I have, when I have nothing else to do and everything else is caught up, then I go watch these shows. That's what... I mean, I may give it one or two more episodes to see if maybe it picked up once they got to where they wanted to go, but I'm uh, I'm not rushing to do that. Runaways, I'm only two episodes in. I can't brand it, brand it as an outcast or not. Kind of got to wait and see what they do with it. I like the interaction between the folks. I liked how they made the folks really mirror uh, their comic book characters, except for, you know, they made some slight changes. Um, and then Punisher, uh, again, looks good. Um, and we're we're just gonna have to wait to see uh, if they turn that corner and stop making it about him and Retribution for his family and make it about him uh, taking down anyone who does things like those people who hurt his family. Uh, but those uh, those are the updates. Uh, when I am recording this, as of the time of this recording, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, So I'm praying that each and every one of you has a great, a wonderful, and a happy Thanksgiving. I'm also going to challenge you, uh, because this is what I do as a pastor, I'm going to challenge you to reach out to those people who may be outcasts in your family, in your circles of influence, at your work or at your school. Those people who you think they either, maybe they drink too much or they talk too much and you don't want to spend time with them in your family, but maybe the reason they do those things is because no one has spoken to them or sat down to share a meal with them and let them know that they're loved and they're cared about and that they matter. And I think if we do that more and more often, we won't have as many issues in our community with people having a lack of respect for human life. So I pray that all of you guys have a really happy, blessed, and truly thankful Thanksgiving. And this last note, I'll share with you something I shared with uh, at a community Thanksgiving celebration we did last night uh, with multiple congregations. Uh, I had the opportunity to speak with them and I challenged them to not only, you know, when you sit around the table before you eat dinner, share things that you are thankful for, a job, uh, you know, I got a new car, I was able to pay the bills this month. Those are great, but specifically share people that you are thankful for. People that you are thankful to God. Thank you, God, for putting these people in my life because they supported me, they encouraged me, they pushed me, they challenged me, and they showed me love. Maybe at a time when you thought you were unlovable. Reach out to them and let them know that you're grateful for their influence in their life. And on behalf of myself, uh, Ben Petrie and Corey Scott, uh, we want to thank all of you for continuing to be listeners of the Bifrost Bridge podcast. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, we love to hear from you guys and get your feedback and your commentary on things that we can do to make this podcast better. And on behalf of all of them, have a happy and blessed and thankful Thanksgiving weekend.